Hello and welcome to the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. This podcast is designed to empower you with the knowledge to live a healthy and happy life. My ethos is sustainability and my aim is to leave you better than I found you. I am a complete foodie, lover of all animals, recovering perfectionist, with a passion to help many achieve a life of health and well-being. I hope you take a lot from this podcast and thank you so much for tuning in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. You're joined by me, your host Rebecca and of course as always the wonderful Edith. Now today guys I'm going to keep this short and sweet for you. It's the start of the bank holiday weekend and I hope whatever you have planned that you fully enjoy the weekend whether that is spending time with family, with friends, with resting, recouping. I hope you have the most lovely bank holiday weekend but I'm here for the food right? So how can we enjoy Easter without guilt and without food preoccupation because on the surface we know it looks like just eating perhaps chocolate, maybe hot cross buns, going out socially. But it's a psychological response that many people struggle with. And I see this a lot with the clients I work with and I resonate hugely. You can't, you can't see the psychological battle with the guilt, with the preoccupation, with the food focus. And it is really damaging. It has such negative implications on relationships with ourselves and relationships with food it isn't a place for long-term health. And these times, Easter, Christmas, holidays, they form part of a healthy and happy life. And you can absolutely enjoy them without guilt and without food preoccupation. So I hope this episode is just going to help you a little bit this weekend. So if, like many, you are a little bit more social this weekend, and you know what, any weekend for that matter, and you want to enjoy a little bit of chocolate, you want to feel like your choices are empowering sorry, and nourishing, then listen to this. It's worth noting here that there is no right or wrong way to do Easter. Despite what your favourite influencer is telling you, there is no quote-unquote healthiest way to navigate Easter in terms of a definite answer. It's subjective. It's individual. The healthiest choices you can make are ones that allow you to be present in the moment with mindfulness, with intentional actions driven through choices based on how you want to feel with a response rather than a reaction. So we don't want to be reacting emotionally to situations and feeling dysregulated because we have this thought process of chocolate being bad and we're preoccupied by that. Because if you tell yourself that chocolate is bad, you will overeat it. Now, the problem isn't the chocolate or the hot cross bun or the social event, right? The problem lies in the story you tell yourself about that chocolate or that food. And that story will have the biggest impact, not just the enjoyment of the food, of the weekend, 
but on the rest of your journey. Diet culture has taught many that fixing their relationship with food, the best thing to do is remove the food to avoid it because certain foods are, insert, bad. It's the worst message and it has such implications on your relationship with food, your eating behaviours and ultimately your progress with your goal. You are not going to ever achieve your goal if we are avoiding food, if we are labelling food as bad. Avoidance has the food always own you. It heightens the novelty of the food and actually leads to overeating, disordered eating patterns and behaviours. Our environment has these foods in abundance. We live in a feast environment. Christ, if you went to a supermarket, there are Easter eggs everywhere, chocolate everywhere, ultra processed food everywhere. If you try to avoid that and say to yourself, you can't have that because that's bad and you wonder why you overeat it, it's because of this story we're telling ourselves. And when you believe that it is bad, that's when you fall into the guilt. That's when you fall into the shame cycle, but it's not the chocolate. And your behavior is out of control because you're deeming this food as being bad. And this deep ingrained belief has now manifested itself into a self-fulfilling prophecy. You believe the food is bad, that it will ruin your progress. So you do try and avoid it, But because this food is everywhere and the novelty is so high, you are overeating it. But then you're confirming your own bias because shockingly, we don't like to be wrong as humans, do we? So then you're saying, I told you so. I told you I can't control myself around these foods. But it isn't that you can't control yourself. It's that you have this self-fulfilling prophecy, this huge limiting belief, this huge lack of confidence. Not only that, You believe success lies in calories, steps and reps because shockingly, diet culture have taught you that. But it isn't that simple. Success comes from your mindset, your intention and your awareness of your choices. So if your mindset is held in a place of dichotomous thinking with food labels, with moral descriptions, You may well track your calories. You may well hit 10,000 steps, but you will fall into an all or nothing frequently. You will be yo-yoing through your life. You will feel shame. You will feel preoccupied by food, but it's all right because you're tracking your calories. No, because you're spending more time quote-unquote off track than you are quote-unquote on track because your mindset is held in this very narrow place thanks to diet culture And this belief that you now hold of perfection being around reps, steps, calories. And if the intention behind your action, like on the surface, okay, you could be saying to yourself, yeah, I'm having chocolate, I'm having chocolate, or I'm eating just clean food. On the surface, it's just eating chocolate or just eating food. But if the intent behind your action is wildly restrictive, like I'm only eating clean food because actually underneath the surface, I'm avoiding what I classify as being bad food because I don't think that that's going to get me any progress. The intention behind the action is so restrictive that you will find yourself overeating again. So you'll hit your calories for a few days, but then you fall into the all or nothing, the guilt, the shame cycle. 
And if you have no awareness of your choices because you're following the diet plan or you've got no emotional awareness or no self-awareness, then again, you'll be you'll be falling into this all or nothing because you're doing what you believe you should be doing thanks to years of diet culture and this mixed messaging without the recognition of what you can be doing. So you're trying to be perfect because that's where you think your success comes from. The minute somebody says, oh, try something imperfect, or the minute you feel that you've done something wrong because you've got no self-awareness of adaptability and psychological flexibility, you fall into this all or nothing. So unpicking where where these beliefs come from. Why do you believe that chocolate is bad? Why? In what context does chocolate be bad? In what context is hot cross buns bad? Or is it in the context that you're overeating because you have this association of it being bad? And where does that come from? That likely comes from over-restrictive approaches. That likely comes from exposure in society. Is that serving you up until now? Or does that food now have a hold over you? And are you trying to control to perfection, but it's leading to a lack of control? How many times have you tried to avoid this food to find yourself overeating this food? What story are you telling yourself about the food? Is that fact or is that fiction? Is that story nourishing you or is that story punishing you? And when you can unpick this, when you can dig a little bit below the surface, you can get to understand why you have these beliefs. And actually that they're not fact at all. It's not a fact that you can't control yourself around food, but you have now all of this evidence, but this evidence is coming from really restrictive approaches. So if you want to change Things have got to change and every decision is a choice you get to make. You have complete autonomy. You can choose to have some chocolate or you can choose not to have the chocolate. There is no right or wrong way. And some people may benefit from actually saying no to the chocolate. Whereas some people, most people will largely benefit from saying yes to the chocolate. All we've got to do is make sure that that choice is empowering you and not imprisoning you. And you will only know if it's an empowered choice, if you're fully aware of the intention behind your action and you've unpicked your mindset if you have this association of certain foods being bad. And one thing that I just want to note here is there's a, there seems to be a big trend in those who associate food as being bad, finding themselves losing control and then going to step on the scales. Scale weight is not a direct repre- representation of your worth or your progress day to day. Over a period of time, there will be fluctuations in the scale. They will either trend down or they will trend up. Acute changes in the scale weight are not directly representative of fat gain or fat loss. They show changes in water weight. If you eat a little bit more one day, the scales are likely to go up. That doesn't mean you have gained body fat. You have to eat around 40 to 70% above your maintenance calories for at least four weeks to gain body fat. 
But if you eat slightly different food, if you eat, like I said, a little bit more food, you will have a little bit more stored glycogen, water. If you have a little bit more carbohydrates, every one gram of carbohydrates requires three grams of water to digest. Therefore, your body will just hold a little bit more water to digest these foods, not fat gain, right? Another thing to take into consideration with the weekend and the different food choices, you get the largest amount of satisfaction and joy from the first part of the chocolate, not the last. Like any food, really, even with the pizza. It's like law of diminishing returns, isn't it? We get the very vast amount of joy, of like soul-nourishing um, satisfaction from the first part, the first slice of pizza. The first slice of pizza is always way better than the last pizza, right? So what can you do? You can choose to have that joy any day of the week. It doesn't have to be all in one day. Imagine that, right? So if you want the chocolate and you want the Easter egg, and a lot of my clients have come at me with it this week with it, and I'm absolutely thrilled and so goddamn proud of them. In fact, Rachel, actually, who last year found herself um, losing control around Easter eggs and having four, actually, this week when we caught up, she had an Easter egg in the fridge, and she's been having some chocolate every single day because there's no positive or negative way or day should we say of eat chocolate like that didn't make sense there's no good day to eat chocolate should i say and there's no bad day to eat chocolate but rachel god bless her heart has been having some every single day and then getting joy out of it i mean come on come on how amazing is that so you can have more joy over more days with chocolate because chocolate is not just for Easter, remember? It's for every day. It's for as many days as you want. It's for you to decide, right? And social events, connection are more than just the food. Like you're likely going to be a little bit more social this weekend and even in the weekends coming up as well with the coronation, with more bank holidays. And you cannot be present if you are preoccupied with thoughts around food. And the constant thoughts around food impact the ability to make memories, to be present with your friends and your family. And not all overeating is bad. This is again where diet culture lets people down. They have this association of overeating as being bad. It's not. It's the intent behind the action that causes that to be bad and the story you tell yourself. Like if you're overeating one or two days in the majority of the month, what's the worst that's going to happen if those choices were driven with compassion? Your body fat levels, your success is driven by what you do for the majority of the time. If you find yourself going out socially, ordering a burger and fries, and maybe you overate that day, but it was connection, it was fun, it was enjoyment, you've thoroughly immersed yourself in it and you loved it, that's the minority. But then we don't need to be restricting overly around it. 
getting back to your normal eating patterns, getting back to your normal eating routine, getting back to your normal exercise and looking at what you can do around these events is the most empowering, liberating path to success because it helps with navigation. It helps with psychological flexibility. It helps with adaption. And you can then play this off into holidays. You can play this off into celebrations, to social events throughout your life because it's what you do for the majority of the time that dictates your success. So when you're going on holiday, as an example, you're looking at what you can do. You're looking at making sure you're eating your three meals a day, eating some protein where you can, having some veggies and allowing yourself the enjoyment with adaption to the situation, being flexible. And you know what? This food is always there as well. But you have this scarcity and novelty if you think it's bad and you try and avoid it. So if you do choose to eat a little bit more, know that that's absolutely okay. And for most of you, it's far likely to be healthier to do that and remove the preoccupation and fully immerse yourself in the moment than it is to try and avoid it. And you do not, please, please, you do not need permission from a tracking app to decide your actions, to enjoy an Easter egg, nor from a carousel, from a fitness influencer, on social media, to determine what Easter egg you're having based on the calories. Even in a fat loss phase. Because remember, it's what you do for the majority of the week, the majority of the month, the year that decides the success of your dietary approach and your goals. And a healthy choice is not governed by eating nutrient-dense foods all of the time. It's making a choice that aligns to your goals and to your values. And in the moment, right? In the moment strategies, if you're feeling pretty preoccupied by food, you've got these all-encompassing thoughts around what you feel you should be doing. A simple tip to help you. You'll laugh. And if Katie's listening to this, she'll laugh as well. (laughs) Deep breathing. Take some deep tummy breaths. When you're preoccupied, when your thoughts are aroused and you're in your fight or flight mode, you're out of your window of tolerance. Your sympathetic nervous tone is engaged, your parasympathetic is decreased. We're looking to bring about some homeostasis and bring you back to your window of tolerance. You'll be breathing with your chest, your heart rate will be high. Breathe with your tummy. Deep breaths into your stomach. Ask yourself, where is this coming from? Where are these thoughts alluding from? How can I nurture myself in this moment? How do I want to feel? Is this a reaction or a response? Am I empowering myself or punishing myself? And then with every situation, I always recommend reflecting. Reflecting on what else you got from that that moment, from that time, that social event, that chocolate, whatever it was, how you felt with it. What else did you gain? The joy, the connection, the memories, a little bit of freedom around the inclusion of foods. And then set your intentions out of it. What do I want to do? How can I um, how can I curate that feeling? Like, what do I want to achieve? Tomorrow, I want to do, but how can I achieve that? X, Y, Z. 
So I will wake up in the morning and I will eat my breakfast and I will make sure that's got protein in it. I will go for a walk. Great. It's what you do. It's your intentions. It's your mindset. It's, let me tell you, to not be preoccupied by food, to not feel guilty around food doesn't come from tracking your calories and it doesn't come from food avoidance. It comes from food inclusion, food neutrality. You can put a plaster on a wound without cleaning it first, but it'll need more more time to heal later on. And you will always be exposed to these foods. So how you approach these events with your mindset, with your intentions, with your awareness is very important. So I hope this helps. I hope it provides a little bit of reassurance and I hope it also empowers you with a little bit of recognition of your autonomy and that this weekend you can choose. You can choose the path of nourishment or you can choose the path of punishment, but that's a choice that you sit with, right? And if you're listening to this thinking, do you know what? Actually, I think my relationship with food could do with a little bit of healing and I'd like to achieve my goals in a way where I thoroughly flourish and I quit the cycle of yo-yo dieting and learn everything from diet culture and finally nourish myself long-term. I will link the details of my coaching below and I do hope you all have the most magical weekend.